As you know, this is a special contribution day at the church, and I certainly, as well as the church, appreciate your giving heart to this church. It's been amazing to see that over the years that I've been here. And I'm sure that announcement for the amount, for this homecoming amount giving, will be announced down in the fellowship hall. So we'll look forward to that. Also, I wanted to make sure you know our sweetness will continue after today and that our fall meeting will be beginning Tuesday at 7 p.m. Elder Sam Bennett will be our guest preacher. Just want to let you know that, as you already do, but continue to pray for the service and for Brother Sam as he'll come to be with us in our way. I wanted to uh, take a few minutes uh, to talk to you from God's Word about sweet hope. And even though it is probably close to the time we normally stop our morning service, when you're at a waiting room and some of your loved ones are having surgery, sometimes it takes longer than you planned for. But you want the doctor to take plenty of time to do it, don't you, right? So may the Lord bless us with that patience. I don't, I'm not sure that being short and sweet always go together. I pray the Lord will bless us, though, in the moments we have. Pray for me and pray for God to give us patience and perseverance that we would rejoice in Him and glorify Him today. I do want to tell you that hope is so sweet. One of the things that we're missing in our world today is hope. Our counterculture is trying to cancel hope. And that is how it is when you take God out of everything. There is no hope. And when you don't have hope, you can be controlled by the world and by the problems that you face. But I'm going to tell you, with hope, nothing can overcome you because God is with you. I can tell you for sure that my tie has a wrinkle in it. My skin has some wrinkles, but my heart is full of hope. It is tight with hope. I pray that yours will be the same, and it's how sweet. The sweetness that I'm talking about is not the kind of sweetness that will shock your insulin. No, I'm talking about sweetness that will do you good, that will give you the melody, the ringing of life, and the wherewithal to deal with the bitterness of life. Sometimes, I remember Penny giving some of the kids some sweetness to take their medicine. Sometimes we have to do that in life. That's what hope does. That's what hope does, and I pray the Lord would help us to do that. Hope is something just like this. I want you to check your hope today. Just kind of like you would the oil in your lawnmower before you crank it. Or the ink in your computer printer. I want you to know that that is so important that you do not face life without hope. We need hope. We have hope in God. He is not only the God of all grace, but he is the God of all hope. And may the Lord bless us. Where I want to read today is from Judges chapter 14, and I want to just use two verses, and that, those verses are verse 8 and 9. I'm going to ask you to stand with me as I read these two verses. Would you mind doing that? This is God's Word that we're going to read. And here's what it says. 
And after a time, he returned to take her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. And he took thereof in his hands and went on eating and came to his father and mother, and he gave them, and they did eat. But he told not them that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. Please be seated. As you know, this is the story, a part of it, of Samson. This is before he gets to the, the, the main gist of his life and the Philistines he conquered and even bringing down the temple after he was blinded. But I wanted to use this because here's Samson and he's going to get his wife and a young lion jumps on him and uh, he, by the Spirit of God, the verses before this says that he whipped that line by the Holy Spirit of God. That was the strength of Stampson. And that is the strength that we're going to have if we're going to have hope, and that hope is going to be sweet in our lives. I want to think about three things with you before we go down to the fellowship hall. I want to think about the sweet hope that we have. What a blessing it was to hear the sweetness and the history of this church. I appreciate Brother Wayne Branding putting that together, such Lynn Futch and others that helped with that. What a wonderful thing to reflect and see how this church was blessed of God with people that obviously had such hope. And against all hope, they had hope. You see, hope is not a feeling. Hope is a belief. Hope, if you want to define it, is about expectation. The two main ingredients in hope is expectation and desire. Desire, godly desire, comes from God. That's why God gives us his spirit when he borns us again. Do not accept, say rather, that you accept Jesus. There's no hope in that. Say that you have been made accepted by the beloved, by Jesus. That's where the hope is. Hope is not in what you decide to do. Hope is God giving you that desire and you being faithful to make that decision for Christ, you being faithful to trust him. But desire comes from God. That is what hope is. I can't really describe it just like that flower. I can't. You've got to see it. The deal is God gives it to us because he knows we're going to need it in our ways, in our life. So, the three things I want to say is that we have sweat in this life. Secondly, uh, that we have sweets in this life. And that thirdly, we're to share our sweets. I think these two verses say that. Now we've got to understand what Samson is doing here. There's going to be trials and problems in your life. Samson was not expecting that line to jump on him. You probably wasn't expecting those problems, those issues in life that you're facing to jump out on you. But I want you to know there's a devil, and the, lion, the Bible describes him as a lion who seeketh, roaring the earth, roaming the earth, seeking whom he may devour. And the devil cannot take hope. You put the hope in front of the devil, and he will, he will run far away. Jesus says the word of God when he was tempted. He said it is written in the wilderness and the devil couldn't take it. The word of God is our hope. And it's so sweet, you see, but life has sweats. And we need just to understand that, that we're going to have issues in this life. It's an uphill run. We're to be soldiers of the cross. We've got to understand that we're going to have to suffer. 
the best way to really enjoy the sweetness of hope is go ahead and accept the worst, okay? Just go ahead and do it. Because when you and I accept the worst, we understand that we're helpless. And God gives hope to the helpless. As long as you and I are going to try to fight this ourselves and we think we're going to be and we wish we're not going to be happy unless it turns out like this, man, you're going to be a miserable person in your life. Life will not be sweet to you. So when Israel comes out of the wilderness, they get into a place and they haven't had water in three days. We find this, I believe it's in Exodus 15. And they get to a place they call the waters of Marah, which means bitter. There are times that you are in your life and I, we're going to get to some bitter places. But what did God tell them? The people were complaining and God says, cut down a tree and put it in the water. And the water became sweet. That tree is symbolic of the cross of Jesus. See, Jesus sweated. He sweated blood in Gethsemane's garden. He sweated so hard. Understand that as you go through life, you will have some, some sweating to do, some calamities to deal with, some suffering. But all of that is to shape and to mold your hope into God and to understand that He is your strength, okay? And really, we won't understand how sweet God is until we have to deal with some of the issues and problems that we have to deal with. It just makes it so sweeter in our life, and what a blessing that is to rejoice in that. So we see here that, that hope, sweet hope, is understanding that we need to be resolved or we need to be reconciled, resigned even, to God's will in our life, and what God is doing to Samson, I'm convinced, and what God is doing to us when we meet those sweaty parts of life, he's preparing us for some greater victory. See, that's what hope does. Hope is an anchor of your soul, okay? An anchor is used when there's storms or turbulence. This hope, that's a verse in Hebrews 6, as you know, but, but it's an, an anchor that's up. It holds up to God. That's where our anchor is. That's what we're to hold on, to God. And God gives us that sweet hope in blessing him in our ways, in our life. So we have to understand that hope, as we see what happened to Samson, uh, that he was able to find sweetness in a most unlikely place. Don't you think? Who would have thought you would have had honey out of a carcass of a dead lion. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. I believe it. A lion that he'd killed, okay? Now this dry era, it probably didn't take long for it to get, you know, purified, the elements and the animals that were out there. So he comes back to something in his life that hurt and he found the sweetest thing. That's what God will do in our lives. If you really are serious with God in your life and your hope starts bustling like it ought to, you're going to find that your hope and your sweetness will come most likely in those very places where you were hurting the most and it was maybe even the bitterness of your life. Take sin, for example. We understand that what makes that sweet is that we're forgiven. There's no sweeter language in the Bible than that our sins have been forgiven. 
There's no sweeter language than to read where God has blotted them all out. Isn't that sweet to you? <laughs> That's sweet to me, my friends. That is sweetness. And, and to understand that. And death even. We're going to die. But the sweetness is knowing that there's a hope in heaven. There's glory in it all. And what a blessing that is that we can have that and share that in our lives. And so we need to see that and bless that, that, that we see these things that we go through are the sweetest things that we could ever imagine, the hard things in our life. Because why? That's where the hope comes, and that's what Samson says. He goes back and he sees honey in the very thing that tried to take him out. And we need to look at our lives. Whatever your problem might be, whatever your fears, your doubts, your worries, you know, God can make it sweet. That's what hope does. You've got to put hope in it, okay? And that's what the waters of Barrow are about. Uh, I remember several years ago, I was working on my little place and uh, clearing some pastures. And there's a little pond, cypress pond, has some natural trees. And I, there's a cypress tree there with a hole in it. There's a bee tree in it. Bees coming out the hole, about 30, 40 feet up. So I decided I wanted to get some honey. So I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it. So I called a guy that is into that, bee, a beekeeper, whatever it might be called technically. And I'll never forget what he told me. He said, man, he said, everybody don't have a bee tree. Why don't you just leave it there? See, you can go down to the store and buy you some honey, $5 a jar, whatever you want to do it. He said, but you just, you, you know, what do you got there is a, is a treasure. And man, I kept that bee tree. I, every now and then I ride by, take the kids there, let's look at the bees. You know what, you know, there may be problems in your life that God is going to build some honey in your life. You know, don't try to knock all the beehives out your life. Don't, don't try to think, see, do you understand, we won't appreciate hope if we don't have any problem. That's why the greatest problem is not having any. Because Jesus is the problem solver. Jesus Christ came to heal the brokenhearted. God likes to take broken things. You know, we're going to sweat because of the curse. You're not going to be able to get everything done like you want in this life. We're going to have to suffer and we're going to have pain, but we don't have to do it without hope. That's my point. Secondly, I want you to know that your life has lots of sweets. And sometimes we miss them. We are. We have sweets in our life. You just know that today by being here. Just a fellowship of one another. Oh my goodness, how, how sweet that is that we can see the, the sweetness that we have, the, the blessedness of coming into this beautiful sanctuary and being around folks like you all and just understanding that, that we are blessed so much. And, and yet, it doesn't mean that we don't have problems to deal with, but, but there's something about it that we need to appreciate that our life has a lot of sweets. And here's Samson, if you can picture that, I wish we could put that picture up somewhere or somebody could paint this. Here's a man with, you know, he must have been a bulk of a man, obviously, but he's there dripping honey, both hands just dripping with honey. See, that is the message. Samson is really a type of every Christian. See, when we get to that honey, we need to see that honey. We need to understand that God's goodness is that right in our lives, and we need to be appreciative of it. You know, the other day, one day last week, 
I had just taken my daughter up to recovery, and I came back, and Penny and I were there, and, and so she was going to walk down to the pond. I said, how would you like to go for a boat ride? See, we don't have a big lake nor a motorboat, but I got a paddle boat. And so Penny and I got in that boat, and I paddled her around that pond down there. And you know what? I just celebrated the goodness of God. That's what hope to bring. That's what makes it sweet. I remember looking around, and I remember looking at the cypress trees starting to turn brown. Some of the brown needles in the pines that were shedding. Birds were flying across the pond, singing. Squirrels were chattering. I did not hear any bombs bursting. Okay? The sky was so blue. I look over there in the pasture and I see a few cows grazing. I'm thinking to myself, I never said a word to her, how sweet, how sweet. You need to look at the sweetness in your life. You need to notice God's goodness because that's where you hope, that's what makes hope so sweet. Now, was that because I didn't have any problems? I got lots of them. But I'm going to tell you, the hope that God gives you will overcome, it will cause you to be more sensitive of the, of the good things in life, the things that, that really sweetens your life. And we need to understand that and bless God in it because here we see Samson, you know, he grabs that honey and he's standing there and he gets that from a very incident in his life that it could have took his life. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I want us to see. That's hope. That's hope and understanding that nothing is too hard for God. I want you to understand that is what makes it sweet. You know, one of the sweetest verses Paul said was, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. That is sweet. God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You're talking about sweetness? That is sweetness. It is. And some of those sweetest places. You know, the, the one thing we have as believers that's sweet is prayer. It's prayer. What is that hymn, Sweet Hour of Prayer? Man, that, why? Because prayer is about hope. You can't pray a hopeless prayer and pray it the way God wants. You pray because you believe in a sovereign God. You believe in a God that can do all things. And you humbly bow before him as the God of all hope. Many, many prayers. Sister Rory Mary mentioned this in her presentation and how much that helps us. I remember, he probably doesn't remember, but I remember when my mama died in a fire, in a house fire. Uh, Brother Edwin Aikens came over there. And I remember standing by that pine tree, Brother Edwin, I don't know if you remember that, but he had a prayer with me. I don't necessarily remember what the prayer said, but I remember it gave me hope. You hear me? Hope is a powerful deal. And that's what it is. It's not, it's not what you do or what you go about. It's, it's not, not even what you say. But it's the sweetness. It's, the, it's what's given us that, that we're coming along beside each other. And that prayer is going to be. I remember your Bible study classes praying fervently for some of you that were going through serious surgery and feeling the very power of it. I remember from, from times in this church, and so do you, that we've had precious special prayer service. Of, of, of people that were dire need and felt the presence of God. I remember one service, uh, we couldn't, I think it was Brother Mark Brandon when he was dealing with his cancer. He sat up in that chair and we prayed as a congregation. And I remember it was silence. Nobody could even speak. 
I didn't even know what to do to end it. I didn't know what to say. I mean, it was got the Holy Spirit had us locked up. Locked up with hope and the freedom of understanding that we come before God, the God of all hope. You're talking about a sweet church. You're talking about a sweet people. You're talking about sweet experiences. I stood up there the other night after Bible study. And I hope, I hope Brother Greg, it's all right to say this. Brother Greg Kennedy had a stroke. He's sitting right here in the congregation with his family. He stood there in the door of that uh, Virgil Lagan Bible study class. And I was thanking him, thanking God for him being there. And I said, Brother Greg, how much it be like to go through this? I, don't, I can't even imagine. He said, well, I'll tell you, Brother Randy, it was like this. I didn't know what was going to happen. But he said, I grabbed my sons, and I got them in each arm. And I said, he told them, he says, I don't know what's going to happen, but I want you to know I love you. I said, man, that's sweet. That is powerful. That's what a daddy does. That's what a church does. That's hope, okay? That, that is what hope is about. You see, that is where strength comes from, and that will anchor your soul. That will get you where God wants you to be, and that will give you everything you need to glorify God. And that, by the way, is what our purpose is. If this watch doesn't keep time, what good is it? You probably say, what good is it anyway? I don't go by it. <laughs> or, or, or what about, you know, if I got my pen, this pen don't write, I just will throw it away. We're to glorify God. And you glorify God with hope. That's how you glorify God. You don't glorify God by trying to see how much you can do or who, much, who you can impress. You glorify God by just flat saying, I'm hoping in God. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe him. That's what hope is. And then lastly, I just want to share with you uh, what, what have we tried to say? That you have sweats. Life is full of sweat. Secondly, that life has a lots of sweets. And then thirdly, that we need to share our sweets. You see what Samson's doing? He's got his honey, and he's going to his mom and daddy. You know where you need to share the sweet gospel first? Right in your home. Right in your home. You do it with your children. You do it first with your family, your spouses. You, that's what Jesus told a man that he healed, and the man says, I'll go with you anywhere you go, Lord. And Jesus says, I'll tell you what you do. You go home. You go to your home, home sweet home, and you tell what good things, what sweet things the Lord has done for you. Now that, my friends, is a blessing. That's a great blessing. How many of you in here have the recipe for Sister Evelyn Orderman's pound cake? Anybody? I see some hands going up. And I see that woman, along with a lot of other you, can make some good things. Sweet things. But you call that lady, I remember calling her, I called her one night for brotherhood, and Sister Evelyn, how much could I, can I get a pound cake from you? And whatever, you know, she kept them in her freezer. And, and so you go over there, and she's not only give you one or two from mother, he said, I want you to take this one home, okay? I mean, I mean just sweet things. I mean, you see, you see, what makes this church sweet and what makes hope sweet is the people that you interact with. I was talking to Sister Kay a while ago. I said, you know, Brother Charles Mallard's 98, and, 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 and his... Um, Sister Willette is 92, <laughs> and you know what I'm going to do? And you know, I'm, I've done it before and haven't done it lately. I'm going to sit on this front porch, and we're going to talk about sweet potatoes because Brother Charles can tell you how to grow sweet potatoes. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not there just for the sweet potatoes. I'm there for the sweet fellowship 
And that's how it is with you and I. That's how it is with the church. That's the sweetness of life that we see that. But share your sweetness. And you don't have to have a plate to put it in. You don't have to have all the etiquette of knowing everything of how to say it. What Samson's doing, he's just dripping with it. He just look here, here it is. He's got it in his hands. Whatever God has given you in your hands to do, you do it for God. I was over at my neighbor's the other day, and uh, she was telling me about a contractor here in the area that built a, um, a rep for her. Uh, her husband uh, had, a, had a fall, broke his hip, and he's in a wheelchair, took a lot of rehab. And so she said, you know, he came and his two sons, and he built this ramp. It's a nice ramp. I saw, the, I saw him working on it. And she says, you know, he would not charge me anything. And I told him, I said, I'm going to pay you. And he says, no, you're not. Because I want you to let, she says, I'm teaching my sons how to do good. You hear what he's saying? He says, I'm teaching my sons what sweetness is. You need to share your hope because in doing that, you're sharing God's grace. You're sharing the sweetness of God. Whether that's in your marriage, you need to show the world. Marriage is under attack. You show God, show through God what a marriage is like. People look at your life and they'll say, I want to live like that. I want a marriage like that. See, that's what hope does. There is hope. There is hope, and it's hope, sweet hope. And I pray that God will continue to bless us to know that we're to grow in hope, just like in faith. Oh, God, increase our hope. Make that, a, make that our call. Do not let your pride get in front of your hope. Pride will cause your hope to leak out. It'll do it. But when we come before God, knowing we have nowhere else to go, he is the God of all hope and how sweet he is. Jesus, what is that song? Uh, sweet are the promises, kind is the word. Sweeter far than anything I have ever heard. May the Lord bless us. Would you bow with me? Dear most precious Heavenly Father, thank you for the sweet hope. Thank you for the sweet history you've blessed this most special church body to embrace over the years the hope that you must have given to those men and women who persevered against storms and setbacks and calamities. Thank you, God. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being our sweet helper. Thank you for the helpers that you give us in this church body. And thank you for the helping that you would help us do as we see how sweet our life has been made. And Lord, you've made all the difference. We appreciate that. And we pray, Lord, that we can best glorify you, appreciating sweet hope by endeavoring to live the way you call us to live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.